Well, good morning. Before our choir opens our service song of worship, we wanted you to uh, remind you on behalf of Justin, he wanted you to be aware of the concert, as most of you know, is coming up October um, the 8th with I Am They. Many of you wonder who this group is. You realize when you hear their music who they are. A lot of times you just hear their songs and don't realize it's the group. But that is coming up Saturday, October the 8th. If you would like a flyer to help us advertise at your business workplace, you can see Justin. He'll get that to you. But if you will, turn your attention to the screen for a very brief promotional video. For one night only, I am they. I am they, the pop acoustic worship band that brought you scars. been a mystery all my life i've been told i belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite with all the never getting right but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all of this time i'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody Save my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and they changed the world the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose so when i hear that they will start talking to me saying who do you think you are i'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody down, down, down in history as another blood bought faithful member of the family and if they all forget my name well that's fine with me I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus so let me go down, down, down Another blood bought faithful member of the family. And if they all forget my name, well, that's fine with me. I'm living for the world to see nobody but
It's my honor to welcome you here to East Tailsville Baptist Church. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, we are so honored to have you and would encourage you before you leave to stop by our guest table located in the vestibule. We would love for you to just take a minute to fill out either the care card in your bulletin or a guest card back there. And uh, there you can pick up an information bag, just uh, has more information about our ministries, but we would love to have a record of your visit. Encourage you not to rush off. But if you got your bulletin, I encourage everybody to get your bulletin out because this is a very busy day. This will be probably the busiest day we've had since spring as everything starts back this evening. And just want to remind you of several of these announcements. Uh, number one is our kids' worship has started back today. Normally they meet in the sanctuary, but since we are here, they are downstairs in the fellowship hall. That's for K through five. And if maybe you're in the service, maybe visiting, just to make you aware of that, you can go out either one of these doors here, go to the uh, downstairs, and you will find our kids' worship service down there, but that will be going on from now on. And then also to remind you of the barbecue benefit, Jamie will say a word about that shortly. Uh, our Baptist men's golf tournament's coming up on October the 1st. You can sign up in the lobby. And then tonight we have Awana starting back at 5 o'clock. For those who have kids that will be a part of Awana tonight, you can go directly to your class as you begin at 5 o'clock, which means for Cubbies, you'll be going to the gym. For Sparks, you'll be in the children's department. And for TNT, you'll be down the hallway that's right under the sanctuary to your classrooms. And as a part of tonight's kickoff, Sunset Slush will be here serving some delicious Italian ice. So hope that you'll be here tonight for that. And then also our adult class starts tonight in Steve Lackey's class underneath. And as our youth will be starting their study as well. So there's a lot going on today, and we encourage you to take and be a part of that. But right now I'm going to ask you to stand. And as you stand, take just a minute, greet your neighbor, welcome them to the service. Introduce yourself if you don't know your neighbor.
Well, amen. It is good to know that the Lord's presence is with us. I want to invite you this morning to come and join me in prayer. But as you come, I want you to look at the bulletin and just pick out a couple names of those people and pray for them during this whole week. I want you to come and pray for your needs as well. But you know, I'm reminded we need to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. I want you to come and do that this morning too. You come this morning and join me in prayer and let's pray for these needs in our prayer list. You come this morning. you join me in prayer this morning father we want to thank you for your love this morning it's everlasting and father we want to thank you for loving us this morning lord thank you for giving yourself to us that we might know you lord we want to tell you that we love you because you first loved us we're able to know you and have the forgiveness of sin our guilt removed heaven is our home and Father, we thank you so much for that this morning, for your presence. I pray you'd pour out your presence as we worship you this morning. Meet all the needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Those who are crying out to you this morning for their needs in their own life. I pray you'd answer them according to your purpose and plan for those they're, they're praying for. And Father, we pray for those on this list this morning. I want to thank you for answered prayer. God, I want to thank you that Jeff reads back home and is doing well and recovering. Lord, I want to thank you for people who intercede and, Father, pray one for another. But, God, this morning, I want to thank you that you're here. I want to thank you for your presence. Lord, I want to tell you that we love you so much this morning because your love for us is so great. May we worship you in spirit and truth this morning. May we adore you and glorify your name for you're our Savior. And, Father, we want to thank you for this day you've set aside that we, we could do no less but to exalt you. And, Father, may you be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. be seated. throne room today been talking with him and I was reminded where I am and where I've been and I've sailed many waters rough Oh, but someone has sailed each 
Is that not a blessing? Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise. I'll, I'll take that. Mark. Thank you, Sharon. I've asked today we're going to have a, a barbecue to benefit Dinah Purser, and I've asked her to come and say a few words and kind of share her story. You've heard me mention it several Sundays. We prayed for Dinah uh, a lot here at this church, and. Uh, so you're going to be facing a lot of people who have been praying for you, and we're going to invite you to stay after the service uh, to eat uh, barbecue. I want to thank our Baptist men for what they do. And uh, we'll, we'll dine a lover. Uh, you, you faced everything with so much grace, and I tell you, she's got some amazing stories of what God's done in her life through this whole time. So, Donna, you come up here, introduce yourself. Some people you may know you. Most people know you, but some people don't, okay?
Check one, check one. Is that good? Like I said, don't recognize me. I did lose my hair due to the body change I'd been in. I have lost 135 pounds. And, um, but East Hazel Baptist Church has been my home church since 1983, the early 80s, 90s, 2000. Some of you weren't here. I taught in the 90s. I taught uh, so many years. Now they are adults now with adult children. And uh, there is Janice Earl. There's a Kendra Warner Dyson. There's the Jennings sisters, Heather and Alyssa. There are uh, Heather Houston, the young ladies class that I taught with Lori Martin. Uh, and I've just got so many, so many good memories. Solid Rock Bible Camp. And as some of you may remember going, us going to Six Flags over Georgia with the, the hotel we were in caught on fire and Paul Schaefer was with us. I know trying to get everybody out that night. And we had to go to another motel. And, and I sang up here in the choir uh, for years and years. And and I've always said, if there's a funny situation, don't look at me because I'm going to get tickled. And so uh, we were singing, We Shall See Jesus. And Ralph Chapman, as you may remember, well, he loved that song. And he's directly behind me, and he... He gets in the spirit and slaps me in the back. And and you can hear a war cry from right behind me. Well, I jumped, and I thought I had seen Jesus. But anyway, I had not. But <laughs> anyway, that was, and then I got tickled. And up there in front of everybody, it's not a good place to get tickled in church, but I did. And um, I wanted to share that what I've been through, where, where I was back then, where I am now. Um, my, my parents declined soon, I mean, years after that. And one had, my mother had Alzheimer's and my dad had uh, many, many strokes. And so my ministry quit to be with them. And to and that's why you know, there was a lull many, many years because I took care of my parents and worked a full-time job. Some of you maybe have seen me. I worked with uh, the Department of Transportation for 32 years. And I was out cleaning your roads, yes. I run, used to run heavy equipment, but now I can't even run a wheelchair. Uh, but anyway, I was the chosen one to take care of my parents and uh, until my parents passed away. And then my own health started declining. I had spinal stenosis from lifting them. And uh, I retired in 2019 from uh, DOT. Uh, after my parents my health started going downhill. And I did come to church, but it hurt so bad for me to walk in a distance. Thank the Lord for your golf cart, little man. Because they would, I, I'd jump and catch a ride, but you know, they wasn't there when I started to go back to the car. And you might want to work on that, Jamie. You carry, <laughs> to take old people back to their car. <laughs> but um, from what has happened to me in 2010 I could walk to that uh, no and 
Sunset. December the 10th, I could walk. December the 11th, I was paralyzed. And this was all due to the pieces in my back. And uh, the infection went to my spine, went around my lung, left lung. I heard Debbie Hart for being there for me. And they asked me on the rehab floor, where, what were my plans? And I said to go home, to live by myself, see who I am in a week. They, st they started shaking their heads, and I said, what, what? They said, you'll never be able to do that again. Believer, I have to have 24-7 care or be in a nursing home. I started to cry. And this lady right here said, you can go home with me. She was your pianist for 21 years in my life. She sang for some of y'all's weddings and sang for some of y'all loved, loved ones' funerals. But Debbie has been my salvation. I love you, Debbie. I love you with all my heart. Many, I want to thank the church for coming forth, the cards, the letters, uh, and just the encouragement that I get, and just friends, and but, and I, I thank the Lord for Gary Jennings. He was a teacher, a, a pastor that I was under sound preaching and teaching to. I told Gary before he even passed away years and years ago. As long as, he, as long as I lived, he would live because I quote him all the time. And, and uh, if you, and Scotty Barnes, this lady sitting right over here, she was my mentor. I went to, mentor, I went to her Sunday school class. She showed me Jesus and the joy you could have. So she has a huge part in my growing and growth in the Lord. I asked the Lord for wisdom when I got saved, February the 7th, 1983. The Lord sent me to this church. I went to eight different churches. He sent me to East Taylor. And it will always be my home my situation where I was paralyzed. I was in the hospital and Baptist for 130 days. I was uh, infection. I was on a ventilator three and a half weeks. I wasn't expected to live. I had a five percent chance of living, and uh, and and my sister lost our brother last November to COVID. I was grieving him, and then December eleventh happened. Not only was I grieving my brother, I was grieving the loss of my legs. And the doctors called my sister the day that they were going to take me off the ventilator. They said, it's time. And, and if she breathes, she breathes. If she doesn't, we will let, give her medications just to help her to pass. Well, my sister had to come apart because we just lost her brother and then thinking about losing me. Uh, so they took me off the ventilator, and I breathed. And doctors and nurses saying, you wasn't supposed, you're not supposed to be here. God, God's got something for you. Uh, but I breathed on my own, thanks the Lord. And they doctors come in by my room saying, you Donna, you're a miracle. You're a miracle. We had done everything medically we could do for you. And God did it. God did it. I give him all the glory. And uh, I just told the doctors and the nurses, hey, I'm back. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Uh, and that God had other plans that I started praying for the doctors and nurses, and and 
they too started praying for me on their knees beside my bedside. And I just chose Jesus. But I could have gone south. I could have, but I chose to go and believe him walk through me. I may be paralyzed, but I'm walking with Jesus. And just recently, one of my doctors said, I knew you were going to make it because I saw your faith. And he said, we had done everything. And I was on five different floors at Catawba Memorial Hospital during my time there. And every floor that I left to go to another one, another one, I used to be a given ministry clown. And so I would put on my clown nose, and they rolled me to another floor. So past the, the nurse's desk, they'd all stand up. And I said, I'm on my next journey, y'all. They said, please don't. Yeah, you showed us what joy is all about, and you can have joy, even in any circumstances. And uh, and they, I mean, it was like I was giving up body parts like they do the honor walk to the people that pass away. And, and then when I got past their desk, I just cried. I thought, I did that. I showed Jesus in me. And I learned that lady over here if you if you're not in Sunday school get into a history class and that person is so eat up with Jesus and it's all, he's all over them because that's what I think right here um, one thing I do want you to pray for is I hurt all the time it's very characteristic in quadriplegic and paraplegic be spasms and they come just any time. My legs will jump. I will jump. If my chair is too far up, I could fall out of the chair. My core of my body does not work. I can fall like a tree. My daddy had three strokes. He said, I fall like a tree. And I, I think, oh, my Lord, I'm just like my daddy now. So uh, it's been hard, and I cry. I cried last night, and Debbie prays. When I'm hurting so bad, they're trying to regulate that with medicine. Uh, and uh, the next step is they go, this medication does not work, they go to a backlifting uh, pump and try to help me with that pain. But I ask the Lord, Lord, if I have to be paralyzed, I'll do it for your glory. But please don't make me hurt like this. But... Thank everybody that's been involved. My hospital bed together. I thank them for putting my Hoyer list. Um, I mean, I have to be transferred bed wheelchair, and I was so active. And where's Daryl Atkins? Daryl Atkins. As active as, you remember how active, we were most athletic in our senior class. Look at me now. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. But uh, if I'm not, you know, I am walking with Jesus. He's my feet. Debbie's my feet. My friends are my legs. Uh and I had to sidestep the grief of losing my legs. I mean, I was grieving over the loss of my legs. Many times of, many situations of grief, but I was, I had lost that. I mean, but I had to realize I was being held by the hand of God. All those dark times at night in the hospital, crying and you can't even, you don't even know when you have to go to the bathroom. Think about it. And I would put my head in the pillow and just cry when they would find at the hospital, at the hospital. I said, Jesus, I said, Lord, are you sure you made the right decision? 
uh, you make a mistake here. This is me. Daryl Adkins, I was so active. Ben Marshall, if he's here, I worked for him. I could run any piece of equipment DOT had, uh, you know, had on the lot. And, and now I just sit or lay. But I get in the Word. I had to realize I was a living miracle, that I was left here for a reason. Doctors, nurses, all over. Got to lead a, a, a young nurse to the Lord at Baptist. She said, you changed my life. I said, oh, no, 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 no. God did that. I didn't. I will just get to see you one day in heaven, and we'll rejoice over this this day. 4.45 in the morning. And I thought, oh, this is real, this early, but it was God's timing. Uh, and I had, no, I want you all to know, I had no one to trust but God. And the Bible says, trust the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not on thy own understanding, but acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. He shall direct Dinah's paths. My nickname the high school uh, in high school was dynamite and the cheerleaders named me that and it went on me being an engineering tech DOT you know uh, being over contract I'd have it on my flagging jacket dynamite but you know Dinah is nothing but with Jesus Dinah is dynamite But he says he will never leave me or forsake me. Um, and he has that perfect peace. Now, I've not been a happy camper all, all the time in the joy of the Lord. I have my moments. I get aggravated because I, I can't do what I used to do. I, I, and, and it aggravates me. I can't roll over in bed by myself. We all take for granted. And, uh, you know, we all suffer something in this life. We all going through something. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, I got to thinking, Jesus says he is with me from the beginning. He's got the final puzzle piece where we as humans look at the beginning and look towards the end. Jesus is eternal. And he knows. He knew this was coming. As active as I was, he knew this was coming. He allowed it. And I'm going to bring glory to him. And everywhere I go, Donna, you're an inspiration. I'm an inspiration. Sometimes, you know, where I, where, where's, I can get the flesh and... Oh, poor pitiful me. Oh, I'm just paralyzed. But I try. I say, not today, Satan. You're not welcome here. And I invite Jesus to uh, to go through my day, my daily activities. When I go through the refiner's fire, I'll come forth as gold. Job 29.3. And that's my goal, to bring honor and glory to the Lord, to tell you where I was and where I am now. I'm going to let this man preach right now and share the word of God with you. We live in a broken world. We, you know, we're not going to be perfect until Jesus comes, and stuff happens. And our let Jesus be a part of your day to get through those hard circumstances. And I mean, 
like I said, Donna can be dynamite. Lord, give us and the Lord take us away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I love y'all. I love this I'm going to let Jamie talk about it. Hey, I love you, Donna. Love you. Donna had mentioned several times whenever I would talk to her or text her about a nurse coming into a room saying that this nurse uh, is asking questions about Jesus. And we'd oftentimes would say this, why am I here? Why did this happen? And Donna was like, I'm here to tell this girl about Jesus. We prayed for that nurse that night in, in Bible study and God saved her. And then you got her a Bible. I mean, how many, how many people do you know goes through situations like that? I love you, girl. It's like I told you, she went into surgery and came out the next day paralyzed. Unbelievable. But we're going to help you today. Amen. We're going to help you. And, and Donna, they need work at the house. Uh, you can talk to Debbie uh, to handicap proof some things. So if you can help, some of you have the means to help, okay? Some of you have the skill to help, all right? If you're here today, do that, okay? If you're here today, just contact her and talk to her. And then during the barbecue, we're wanting you to give, all right? If you have your Bibles, I'm going to preach really quick. Hebrews chapter 1, if you'll stand with me. We're talking about angels today. Once again, thank you so much, Donna, for speaking. What a blessing. The Bible says this, For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. The writer of Hebrews is trying to get these Hebrew people that are thinking about leaving the faith to place their faith on Jesus. So Jesus is greater than angels, he says. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits and his masters a flame of fire? But to the Son, he says this, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed, but you're the same. And your years will not fail. But the which of the angels has he ever said this? Set at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who inherit salvation? Are angels real? What are they like? Are they a lot of them? Why are they here? You know, God says that angels, one of the ministries they have, we'll look at this next week, is to minister to you who will inherit salvation. Isn't that mess? Amazing. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for these messengers that, Lord, I've never seen. But, Father, some people have, I'm sure. Lord, who have ministered to us in ways that probably we won't even realize till we get to heaven. But, Father, we're so thankful for your word. And ultimately, you're greater than all the angels, Father. So we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise for it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. How many of you believe in invisible things? How many of you do? I'll tell you how much I do. I have a hand sanitizer here. All right. You know why I have this? Is because there's bacteria, I'm sure, on my hands. As many, many things as I touch, I just take it by faith. Scientists say that there's bacteria, good and bad bacteria. When I go to hospitals, I'm always using this because of an invisible world, right? Now, science tells me that there can be bacteria on my hands that can cause germs. I've never seen it. I don't have a microscope. I'm sure they could show me. God says there's an invisible world where demons and angels do exist. That's what God says. As much as I would trust a scientist about buying hand sanitizer, I trust God's word more. So what are angels? Notice the first thing about angels. Angels are created beings. Notice what Colossians 1 says. For by him, talking about Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. So God really believed in an invisible world. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Everything that God has made, he has made for his honor and for his glory. Notice in Revelation 4, the Bible says this, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive 
glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created the visible and the invisible. When did God create the angels? Well, notice what God said to Job. He says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Job was suffering. Job was suffering bad. And Job started questioning God and God says, where were you when I did this, Job? Where were you? Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? He says, it was at that moment before creation, it was while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy at the creation of this world. That's how old angels are. David Jeremiah put it this way. He said, therefore, angels were made apparently before the third day of the creation week. The day when God gathered waters in the sea and the dry land appeared. Psalm 104, he says, seems to reflect the same thing for the angels' appearance. It's a psalm praising God's greatness for how he made and sustains all creation. In richly poetic imagery, the opening lines give a broad overview of what God created. The psalm seems to follow the same sequence as in Genesis 1. First of all, light, then the heavens and the gathering of heavenly waters, then the land, sea, animals, and then man. Coming along naturally in this procession is verse 4, which reads this, He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. These lines are often taken as referring to angels. That's the way the New Testament writer quotes them in Hebrews 1.7 that I just mentioned. And in Psalm 104 makes the same reference as well. Dr. Henry Morris says he believes angels were created the second day of creation because angels came as a next act after the creation of the space-time cosmos and the establishment of God's light-arrayed throne therein. Either way, angels are older than anything in the world as we see it. Angels are old, but they do not age like we will not in glory. How many angels are there? Angels are innumerable. Notice what Jesus said to Pontius Pilate. He said, do you not think that I cannot now pray to my father and he'll provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? Right before Jesus was crucified. Tony Evans said that's enough for each disciple to have his own entire legion for his personal bodyguards. A typical Roman legion numbered from three to 6,000 men, often the same number of backup troops. So the total host Jesus brought to mind would be as great as 144,000 heavenly soldiers. In Hebrews 12, 22, the writer of Hebrews says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. In various English translations, this assembly is called the gathering of countless happy angels or innumerable angels in festival gathering or millions of angels gathered for the festival. In Psalm 68, 17, David is thinking of angels when he states the chariots of God are Ten thousands of thousands of thousands. In Daniel 7.10, Daniel says this, Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him. Revelation 5, the Bible says this, And I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousands times ten thousand, they encircled the throne. You know what that is? That's a lot. Taking literally ten thousands times ten thousands angels would be a hundred million of them. And using such numbers, the scriptures are probably describing simply a number too large to count. Where are angels now? Angels are in heaven. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, the Bible says this, the one who ministered to Jesus while he prayed in Gethsemane is called an angel from heaven. Three days later, an angel, the Bible says in Matthew 28, came down from heaven to roll back the stone guarding his tomb. And if you study the, the word phrasing of that stone, the stone that was so massive, a couple tons probably, the Bible says that that stone was picked up and taken a long way off. That's why apologetics, people who do apologetics, say that the moved stone at the tomb is evidence that a supernatural miracle occurred because nobody could have moved the stone. Even one uh, Bible translator years ago put in his margins, that was a big stone, basically what he put. When you study it out and you see this huge stone, and that stone is not rolled away, it's picked up and physically moved. That's, a, that's an angel that did that. Angels are spirit beings. A.W. Tozer said this. A.W. Tozer defines the word this way. Spirit means existence on a level above and beyond matter. It means life subsisting in another mode. Spirit is substance that has no weight, no dimension, no size, nor extension. 
in space. These qualities belong to matter and can have no application to the spirit. Yet spirit has true being and is objectively real. Angels are real, he says, but without material substance as we think of it, they apparently have no physical nature, no breath or blood. If they occupy some form of permanent bodies, these would be spiritual bodies, perhaps like we will receive one day. But God does allow angels at times to take on human form and come down. It's all over the Bible. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 13, and we'll close with this. He says, let brotherly love continue. And then he adds this, listen, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwillingly entertained angels. Isn't that amazing? Now let me read that again. He says, let brotherly love continue. We should love everybody, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Speak the truth in love, okay? Treat people with respect. He says, in doing so, some of these strangers you meet, some people have ministered to angels. Isn't that amazing? You ever been woke up driving? You just wake up and you're like, wonder how long I was asleep? Wonder why you woke up? Wonder why? I've heard of people, uh, I remember seeing a story of a lady. She said, my house was on fire. I'm the only one here. Something woke me up. Got me out the door. I don't know what it was. Who knows? All right. Show respect, God says, and show appreciation to other people because in doing so, in doing so, some have, he said, entertained angels. Angels are spirit beings. They come in the form of wind. They come in the form of fire. Over and over again, the Bible says that there was a fire. Notice this verse on the screen, the next one. It says, after this, I saw four angels at the four corners of the earth holding back forth the winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or the sea or any tree. The Bible speaks in connection of angels with wind and also with fire. It's amazing. Notice that last verse Isaiah says, and we'll close with this last verse. Isaiah says this, see the Lord is coming with fire. Talking about judgment at the end of time. With his swift chariots roar like a whirlwind. He will bring punishment with the fury of his anger and the flaming fire of his hot rebuke. What's he talking about? He's bringing angels with him. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. He will judge the earth and many will be killed by him. Invisible war, war is going on right now for your soul. Invisible war. You can't see it? Nobody can see it. Can you see conviction? Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, it's like the wind. You can't see it, but you can see the effects of it. Have you ever placed your faith and trust in Jesus? There's an invisible war for your soul right now. The Bible says that when one sinner repents, there's joy in the presence of God and the angels. Because you give your life to Jesus. Peter wrote this. He said the angels, when somebody gets saved, they, they, they desire to look into it. And they're like, that's amazing. It's like angels are doing this. Angels can't be redeemed. It's amazing to, to angels to see somebody give their life to Jesus, and then Jesus changed that life. I think it's amazing for the angels when they see somebody in Dinah's situation who's got better, not bitter. And I'm, I, Dinah, would it be all right if we pray for you? I'm going to ask our musicians to come. And I know we got some people joining the church this morning. If you'll stand with me. If you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus, I would encourage you to do that today. But if you're here, and I'm not saying get all over Dinah, but would you come up here and let's pray for her during this time? As they lead us in a song, you come up here. This altar is open for anyone here who would, who would like, to, like to pray as well. Maybe you're going through a situation similar to what Dinah's going through. But I know she'd appreciate your prayers. So as they lead us in a song, you guys come and let's gather around Dinah and let's, let's pray for her now, okay? Father, as we come to you in prayer, we want to thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. Father, I want to thank you for how you've helped Dinah. Lord, we pray that you touch her. Lord, meet every need that she has physically. Lord, meet her needs emotionally. Uh, Lord, as she's talked about, she's had some sleepless nights. Father, I want to thank you for the friendship that she had with her sister and Debbie. Lord, who have sacrificed so much to be with Dinah. I pray that you'd bless their lives, Father. 
And Father, I pray that you'd multiply this money that's given today and Lord, use it for her good. Father, for she needs help. She needs a lot of help financially and I pray that you'd meet her needs. Uh, Father, things she didn't ask for. She just woke up that way, Father. And Lord, I pray that you'd help her. Lord, I pray that you'd encourage her spirits. Father, I pray that her faith in you would grow stronger and she'd be more bold to share her faith. And Father, you use this situation in her life for your good and for your glory and for the exaltation of your name and for the salvation of lost souls, Father. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you for what you do for us. And we love you today, Father. In Jesus' name I pray and all of God's people sit together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you. God, I want to thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing your testimony this morning. It's been, a, it's been a blessing to us. And I know you want to come by and, and speak to her. But do know that uh, you'll go down to the takeout area. There'll be a sign down there. And then they'll have a basket for you to uh, be able to give your money. But a few things we want to do before we leave. I'm going to ask Nicole to come up here. Nicole Wise. She's been coming to East Taylor for quite some time. And she, how long? About 10 years. And she comes this morning to join. So we're excited for that. Do we, do we have a motion to accept her as a member of East Taylor Baptist Church? Do we have a second? All in favor say amen. 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 All right, Nicole, we got you a brick right here. And I'm going to ask you to stay right here, okay? That's all right. Then I'm going to ask Dylan and Kelsey to come up. Dylan and I have been talking about uh, salvation. Very important, okay? Been talking about salvation. I've been praying for Dylan. Dylan doubted his salvation for a long time. He doesn't doubt it anymore. And he, 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 he surrendered his life to Jesus. He knows without a shadow of a doubt. And he comes here this morning. And he's gonna, we're going to baptize him later. But he just wants you to know that. How many of y'all would be praying for Nicole and Dylan? Would you just raise your hand? All right, let's thank the Lord for what he did in Dylan's life. And would you mind staying here, Jim Kelsey? I'm going to ask him and Kelsey to stay here, if you will, come by and shake their hands. And uh, then go and get your barbecue. Hey, listen, they'll serve you quick, okay? But thank you so much for being here. God bless you. I hope you have a great Sunday afternoon. Hope to see you back here tonight as well. God bless you.